David, everybody, it's Friday night. It's about nine o'clock. It's time for the What's on Joe My Team stream. How's everybody doing tonight? Oh, yeah. Joe Colton is out tonight. Last minute scratch. Late scratch. She had uh, some kind of Dragon Con costume emergency. So Racktime Rob is with us. And more importantly, joining us, it's it's Chad LaForce, the creator of Easy Kill 9 on Kickstarter. And we will talk all about that coming up really quickly. But first, enjoy our kick-ass theme song. logo into the, the beginning there yeah or tank kitty into the beginning i there. saw i saw tank kitty can't be tank <laughs> kitty yeah we knew he had to go in there oh yeah it's a pretty great theme song <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely public domain anybody else could could use that oh. but don't because okay, i'm like, taking it like it better we're using it in everything well, i ain't telling you where to find it then screw you i'll just <laughs> <clean> <laughs> grab it from the cast how will you stop me so much Good night, everybody. <laughs> okay. Whoa. I got a going yeah. Yeah. Move around. There we go. Stop. See? Stop it, Mike. You'll make him sick. Woo! <laughs> 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 oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Fun with oh. yard. What is, what's that thing Uncle Ben said about great power? Yeah. With, with, great, with great power comes great vertigo. Right. Yeah. I don't feel so good, to be honest. I love that. I feel like running from one side of the room to the other like I'm a cast member of the original Star Trek. And Into the Spider-Verse, when they're doing that line, if you've seen Into the Spider-Verse, when they're doing that great power line, it gets about halfway through it, and Peter goes, stop it. Don't say it. I'm sick of it. It just walks (laughs) off. And I was like, I feel you on that. And a boy. (laughs) But anyways, uh, welcome to What's on Joe Biden. We are a fan cast about the world of G.I. Joe. I'm your host, Mike Irizarry. How's everybody doing tonight? It's good to be back. Right? Uh, here, in the, here in the top row, uh, joining me once again, uh, he's home from Bend, Oregon. Yeah. Because there wasn't anything to do there for more than about four days. Mm. Love of bears! Love of bears! Love of bears! <laughs> That's right. So how, how, did it, uh, how did it go in central Oregon, Mark? Man, I got to tell you, I had the best time. Uh... I don't know how many people are old enough to have their 30th high school reunion, but let me tell you, if mine is any, any uh, par for the course, it is so chill and laid back. Nobody's trying too hard. Nobody's flashing business cards or or showing pictures of their kids like all night. So it was a really good time. So I got invited to parties that I wouldn't have been invited to 30 years ago. That was pretty solid. Uh, I got to go to the after party afterwards as a designated driver for a buddy of mine, which let him hit it pretty hard and go nuts uh, verbally, which was great. And 
I don't think I've ever in my life been in a bar parking lot at 2 a.m. Just being, just talking and just being idiots and telling old stories. And it was a blast. Also got to see my mom and my brother. Um, a couple of really, really good friends. Uh, one of which, has, you know, has kids like me. But it was just me on the trip. So had dinner and like a three-hour conversation. It was just fabulous, right? No kids go, mom, I need their dad. Solid. So overall, the whole trip, outstanding. I wrote on Facebook, it felt like a week-long hug. So two thumbs up. Five stars for Bend, Oregon. Ultimately, what what the fans want to know, Mark. Yeah. Is Blockbuster still open? Oh, yeah. And one of the guys I had uh, lunch with is the son of the owner of blockbuster ken tisher so and netflix has a new show about the last blockbuster which has nothing to do with the real store so eh, whatever any pub's good pub what they're doing a show on netflix uh purely fiction based on oh okay the last blockbuster show. I, I thought I thought it was a documentary. So I, the, the documentary came out, but now they're doing a show based in the last blockbuster, and it's got nothing to do with. It has, I mean, it doesn't even look like uh, the last blockbuster. That's so, kind of like a Netflix thing to do. I mean, if I'm just just pulling back and taking a look. Yeah, I'm hoping that they're going to go She-Hulk with with it and make every character in it uh, a pain in the ass, so you don't have to root for anybody. Sweet. Should be good. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Be being pissy already. It's got a you were thinking it. No, I wasn't. No. Now you are. Oh, no, no. we're we're enjo- we were we're enjoying She-Hulk. Really? Yeah. yeah. Who's your favorite character? I'm not watching She-Hulk. Yeah. Um, I mean, probably She-Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's sarcastic and kind of mean. So yeah. great. That, that's Marvel. That's that's a, any Marvel show. Uh, I'm so over it, man. We used yeah. to have a little bit of fun. I, I won't rant, but I'm just like, what's the formula here where everyone's just kind of nasty all the time? I, don't yeah. know. I mean, I'm not calling it award-winning television, but I'm, no, I'm not done with it. But I was trying to put my finger on what, why, what's bothering me about this show, and then I was like, oh yeah, everybody's kind of just snarky and mean. Cool. Well, it's 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 in a high-power law firm. Yeah. In but, Los uh, Angeles, as we said, Arnie Becker's not there. <laughs> as we said before, Joe Colton is a last-minute scratch tonight. So, so joining us on short notice is Rack Time Rob. Hi. So uh, the kids haven't killed you in week two, huh? No, they're trying. Um, you know, they're doing their darndest. Uh, you know, just as I have now decided, you know, that most of my time will be spent, um, you know, in the bathroom. So. <laughs> As I'm doing six bathrooms a day with yeah, you faking yeah. that irritable bowel syndrome yeah. was a stroke of genius. He's just he's just drinking <laughs> a lot of tea. Yeah. Do you ever argue with a person who is running past you going, gotta go to the bathroom? Pretty much just go, you know, God bless. When I used to work, uh, when I used to work uh management at Pennies, basically, I you know, if I carried around a clipboard would look down at it every once in a while, people left me alone, they thought I was busy. There you go. When really I was just looking to be left alone. <laughs> <laughs> Figure out your ways. And of course, uh, our special guest this evening. You 
know him, I guess, just just the last couple of months as the the creator of of uh, cadavers from Operation Recall, and again as the the creator of his own Kickstarter campaign, which is going on now, called Easy Kill Nine. We have Chad LaForce with us. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Chad. A sitting ovation. Yeah. Thanks. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm from Michigan, uh, near around the Detroit area. Sorry. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, currently have a little bit of a cold that I'm getting over, so I sound like Mark the Shark a little bit, a little bit more like timbre going on there. So that, my wife told me today it was a real positive. She was like, go with it. In fact, Mark, I think you told me that too today. Um, mm -hmm. So... I've worked in video games. I've worked in instructional design. I've been a university instructor in design. I've been a multimedia producer in sports and a bunch of other things. So kind of art and creative has been my wheelhouse since about 2005 professionally, you know, going on 20 years. Um, wow. Yeah. So Easy Kill 9 actually, and I won't belabor it too much, but it, it's the idea formed about 2010. I've got art with Undead Operator on. Undead Operator is kind of the name of the world and Easy Kill 9 is the name of the team within that world. I mean, I've got art with Undead Operator on it going back to 2010, you know, before I started in video games. So it's been a lot of fun to finally put a little bit to it, you know, and build out a little bit of the world and, and launch the Kickstarter. Yeah. Okay. We'll get into more of that uh, a little in depth, a little more in depth uh, later on. First, we'll get through our, our normal segments. Uh, take a moment just to remind everybody, if you're watching us on Facebook, go ahead and give us some kind of a reaction. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a heart. Give us a little huggy guy. Uh, we love little huggy guy. That lets Facebook know you're paying attention. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, that's where you can help us the most. Uh, like the video, subscribe to our channel, make comments, um, all that other good stuff, all those YouTube things. Uh, help us figure out and crack the algorithm because Lord knows it's a tough one. Um, just seems like if, uh, if you're not already subscribed, you have no idea what we're doing. So, all right. Uh, great. Thanks YouTube. Great job. Great I job. Can't, help, can't help you at this point. Right. Right. Uh, we, we do an amazing job retaining our subscribers. However, they don't exactly help us spread the word now, do they? So, uh, yeah, if you are watching us on Facebook or if you're catching us on, on audio or, or catching us afterwards, uh, we love you guys too, but the thing you can do to help us out the most is subscribe on YouTube. That's how we can we can uh, grow the most. Yeah. First up, uh, it's the news. Or no, it's community calendar. Oh, <laughs> wait. We're only on episode two twenty nine. I don't know how things go. Check hey. the check the rundown. Yeah. Rundown. <laughs> Nobody read those things anyway. <laughs> Stop doing them. We rehearsed like Dean Martin. Yeah, the only right. person who read the rundown was me as I as I wrote it. Dean so Martin I, had Dean I'm Martin right. had the, had the liquid rundown or the liquid <laughs> rehearsal. <laughs> Anyways, there's a Comic Con or a toy show. What's on your mind? Wants to know? Tell Mike, Mark, and Joe. Community calendar. Remember, like the placard says there, if you've got a toy show in your area that you want us to help get the word out, just send us a send us an email. What's on Joe Mind at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you send me a link or something because I'm not doing a lot of homework to do this. I, I need I need something <laughs> self-contained. I need somewhere with a with a banner I can steal and plaster up so we can talk about 
I'm 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 gonna work hard, but I'm gonna be lazy about working hard. <laughs> First up here on uh, the 28th, that is this Sunday, two days from today, uh, the Columbus Toy and Game Show. This is a biannual event, <clears throat> twice a year, and this is the fall, summer fall incarnation. Uh, out in Columbus, Ohio, at the Ohio Expo Center. Admissions $10, $14 for early bird. I keep looking around for celebrity guests to be announced, but I haven't found anything on them. So uh, best thing you can do is go to ctspromotions.com and get all that kind of information there. Uh, huge, huge show. So if you're anywhere around Columbus, Ohio, get yourself to this Columbus Toy Show. You will probably find something close to what you're looking for. Uh, also on the 28th, if you're around St. Louis, Missouri, it's another Toy Man show. Uh, we've got seven of those a year. I think this is number number four. Um, $5 general admission from 9 to 3. $12 early bird gets you in an hour early. Um, but uh, cosplayers, artists, guests, and more. Door prizes every hour, including a lifetime pass. And when you run seven shows a year, that's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good prize, really. Um, save you 40 bucks anyway, right out of the gate. But that's a Toy Man show. It is a St. Louis institution. Uh, so if you're anywhere close to St. Louis, get yourself a Toy Man show this Sunday. Didn't you spend a couple of years in a St. Louis institution? I In several St. Louis institutions. Mostly Toy Man show. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I have been to many Toy Man shows. It is, they, it, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. It, it is like... Uh, it's like a really clean garage sale, <laughs> I guess is the, the best way to put it there too. It's a, there, there's times where depending on who sets up, it's, it's like a museum. Uh, there's folks there that they'll, they'll bust out the tin cars from the twenties and thirties and, and, and it's, it's really, it's a neat time. Yeah, come on, button, come back, come back, come back to us. button. There we go. And of course, next weekend is Dragon Con. That's what uh, Joe Colton has skipped out on us for this time. Um, once again, she's got costume emergencies. <laughs> she left us for a dragon. <laughs> but that is next weekend. If you need more information, dragoncon.org has what you're looking for. Uh, there's dozens of guests. There's hundreds of performers. There's all kinds of panels, including several uh, on the 40th anniversary of G.I. Joe. So be sure to check out dragoncon.org for information there. This is taking place in Atlanta, Georgia. So, there you go. Your chance to meet Mr. and Mrs. Colton. That's right. If you can find them, I mean, right, and and their entire uh, menagerie of, mm -hmm. of uh, you know, like the whole cast of characters that she tells stories about. Yeah. That it's, the it's the Office Live. Really, you kind of need a program for it at this mm -hmm. point because there's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, we've got Joe Lanta on September 9th through 11th. Uh, that is also in Atlanta, Georgia. Special guest Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, check out toylanta.net for more information there. Uh, plenty of tickets still available. Uh, one of the great old G.I. Joe shows. Big G.I. Joe room. Um, lots of 12-inch stuff. You're into 12-inch stuff. Uh, but the, the three and three quarters and modern builds also well represented. Uh, so if you're down south, Joe Lana. 
That goes without saying. It's rare when we get to shows that are older than this show. Right. There aren't many. But Joe Lanta is is one of them. All right. And then, of course, our, our own uh, selfish exploits here. <laughs> the Roma Collectibles one-year anniversary party and parking lot toy show that is coming up in a few weeks, Sunday, September 11th from 10 to 4 in Springfield, Ohio. Uh, be sure to check out Roma Collectibles on Facebook if you need more information. Um, because that it went to the first one last year. It was a good time. Big time. I should make that show sometime. You should. I don't know what the commute is, but uh well, we'll pick you up at the airport, but I right. Tell. I once yeah. drove I once drove from the Jersey Shore to Peoria, Illinois in one day. That was pretty solid. That's, that would be that's... shorter. Yeah, that would be less, but yeah. not, not a whole lot less. Well, now I'm coming from Rhode Island, so uh, yeah. tack on five hours for the Yeah, flight. but you're also going, you know, you're also stopping two states two state short, so. Yeah, you even get yourself flown into Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> maybe. Home of Dan home of Dan Patrick, I believe. I, I believe the ancestral home of Dan Patrick, yes. That's right. Yeah, well, Most yeah, importantly, I mean, home, home of James Cavanaugh, noted author. Ah, I think I have to check. I think Roger Clemens was born in Ohio. Let me check that. But moved when he was really young and has been Mr. Texas ever since. But I don't. I think if you were to tra track that lineage, whatever. We'll see if it's the birthplace of the sea bass. Just saying. <laughs> that's a whole other. That's a whole other thing. We could we could go on a Roger Clemens riff for another hour. <laughs> I'm gonna do it's, that. Though. It's fantasy baseball. When are they gonna talk, Joe? God damn it! Yeah, we had somebody in live chat talking. You're already leaving a snit because of that. All that. You know, but we yeah. kind of are gonna talk, Joe's though. Yeah, at some point, right? As long as he liked and subscribed before he left. All right. right. You yeah. know, really, it's fine. I, I kind of doubt that happened, but yeah. you know. Dick's going to dick. What you going to do? <laughs> then, of course, uh, we missed it last week. I had a, a slide put up and everything, and I just didn't put it in the slideshow. Assembly required is November 4th and 5th. Kind of a big deal there, too. Another show that's about as old as our show. we gotta got to show some respect. But, uh, that is in the High V Hall in downtown Des Moines. I don't know if there's another place on Earth that could have the High V Hall. Besides downtown Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, but announced uh, yesterday that there is a hotel block available at the Hilton downtown Des Moines. That is available until October 7th or until it's filled. Vendor spots are open. If you're interested in that, head over to... Gross. <laughs> Microphone fuzz. Oh. Head over to CodenameIowa.com or check out Codename Iowa on Facebook. Or head to Dayton, Ohio. Or head to Dayton, Ohio on some birthplace birthplace of Roger Clemens. Bam! Is, is <laughs> it? Did you did you double check it? I verified it. All right, all right. Can anyone, can anyone explain to me why Outback doesn't have like something written on his shirt? Is that just like rewrites? Because um, he's laying down. He's clearly in his jammies. This is what at um, the end of at the end of summer. This is what I look like with my shirt off. Sweet. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> 
bro. Seriously, bro. He's not wearing a shirt. He's just burned from mid bicep. No, down. I, yeah. I got, it took me a second. Nah, yeah. Wait. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Good coloring job. That's it. <laughs> One time I got, I got so burned at a four hour soccer practice. The next day, the guys made me take my shirt off to view the damage. And my buddy, Tim Gates said, he had a real deep voice. Damn web. You look like a push-up pop. <laughs> Varying purples and whites and red. Yeah, you get, you get the game. Nice. But uh, yeah, just, just Outback's in his jammies. I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I warmed up to it fast. It's a white shirt, not white hair. It's important. I, I get those two mixed up with him, yeah. Well, he didn't want his. He didn't want any blood to get on the new one when he kicked the crap out of Leatherneck in about like five oh, seconds. That's a good call. <laughs> I don't mind when people beat up Leatherneck. Just <sighs> anyways, moving on. See, we talked to Joe. Okay. Yeah. See. Now we'll <laughs> get back go. to Roger Clemens and all the other news all of the right, day. Man. Look, it's community calendar. We talk about places and things. And uh, rollout roll call taking place Sunday, November 13. Uh, that is in Fordingbridge in the UK. So if you're one of our many fans overseas, this is certainly a show that you want to get yourself to. I've been to three rollout roll calls myself. Our good friend Dave Tree is the organizer, does a great job with it every year. Um, it's back for the second year after a brief hiatus. Um, just, a, it, again, quality show. Go check it out. Uh, all the cool stuff.co.uk for more information. Just get your passport. Just saying. Thir 13th November. It's just getting to August. No, we're almost done with August. Yeah. And I, I know we're cheating a little bit. I, kn I know. I get it. I, I know. But sometimes when our friends do shows, we want to make yeah. sure that we get a little extra pub <laughs> for the people that we personally know. It's our favorite tree. Yes. Back off. <laughs> Well, I mean, after the larch. Larch is our favorite tree. I suppose that's fair. And then after is David tree. Second place. He'll he'll probably listen to us on, you know, a non-YouTube device and uh, and send me a nasty gram over the weekend. It's oh, yeah. Cool, the nasty gram. Nice. Yeah. What can you do? That's going to be good. <laughs> but it'll, it'll be very proper and British. <laughs> yes, it will be. Full no, not not from Dave. Not from, not from Dave. no, not from Dave. Not from Dave. <laughs> It'll be all, all dry and cockney, probably. <laughs> yeah, he is from the south, so that's uh, that stands to reason. There you go. That's it for community calendar. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the the theme song again, just because I like the little I like it when it turns up in the thumbnail. There's a Comic Con or a toy show. What's on your mind? Wants to know? Tell Mike, Mark, and Joe. Community. Calendar. That's so can right. someone tell me what's going on with Joe in that? <laughs> well, um, is that like an enema happening? What is her, her foot is stuck in the shoe, and they're trying to yes, get it out of there. Yes, her, wow. her, friend, her friend Maggie is trying to get her out of the shoe without removing her foot. Okay, so when you see it for just a second, it looks like something else going on. That's, that's why we use it. That's yeah. why we use it. It's, it's our version of clickbait. That is, that is, that is Mike starting to get the hang of video editing. That's what that 
Ain't nobody tuning in to see your toes. I'll tell you that much. Well, I mean, they well, might. Well, be. maybe that guy with cot number six. Yeah, Ooh. we we don't uh, we don't cotton to that crowd too too much. Occasionally we do, but not too too much. We 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 slightly less than we talk about GI Joe. Slightly. Fair fair enough. It's like the fruit at the bottom of the yogurt. You're gonna love it. It's peach. Peach. I'm all right with the peach. It's the yogurt. It's getting it's getting through the yogurt. We gotta stir it up, man. Don't don't leave it on the bottom. You gotta yeah, work it before you eat it. Uh, pre, That's probably fair. Pre-blended is the way to go. True. It's it's garbage yogurt, but it tastes the best. No, 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 no. Left on the shelf is the way to go. Right. Yogurt is yogurt is toxic. This is, it's good for digestion. It's got some about say, it, it's Rob and his terrible gut health trying to preach. Yeah. yeah, so are many other things are good for digestion too. So <laughs> Anyways. Oof. Anyways. So anyways, uh, that brings up the news. Do, 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 do. All right, he's our designated uh, beeper tonight. I'm the backup. I'm the understudy. Yeah. It wasn't half bad. It was working for me. See? Yeah, I mean, Mark, Mark, Mark knows his gig. I don't miss my cue. He knows what he's responsible for. He hasn't That's been on it. mute to do that once. Nope. I never go on mute. That's why you hear me cough and sneeze all the time. Because <laughs> I'm keeping it real. That's that's usually the that's usually why it goes two hours when you're here and an hour and a half when you're not. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> From our friends at Fresh Monkey Fiction and Toy Otter, it's Longbox Heroes. Uh, pre-orders on these bad boys are taking place now. Uh, they go for another nine plus days, another week plus a weekend, uh, and they will close down somewhere around. Uh, the, I think it's the fourth. Uh, but you can see there are lots of independent, uh, independent uh, company heroes. We've got Madman, we've got the Tick, uh, we've got uh, Carrie Hack from Hack Slash, we've got the Rocketeer, we've got the Goon, Grendel, and Mister Monster. Uh, it was released this week that there is a bonus figure if all of these get unlocked. Of Airboy. Airboy? Right. Here I was pulling for Axe Cop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Axe Cop. Axe Cop was Axe Cop for real. For a second, I was like, is that Tank Girl? But who is it from Hack Slash? Carrie Hack. Carrie Hack, okay. All from right. Tim Seeley's Hack Slash. Did you guys ever ever read Axe Cop? I have read me some Axe Cop. Sure. It's a lot of fun. So good. So good. It was... Was it his son? I forget, but it was drawn by a professional comic artist and written by a legit four-year-old. Yes, his four-year-old brother gave him the idea. So good. Anyway, but uh, yeah, these are these are kind of retro-styled. They're they're made to uh, articulation works like superpowers from the the Kenner figures back in the day. Um, all of them have been unlocked except for. Uh, Carrie Hack and Mr. Monster, and they are both—they will both unlock at 1,000 pre-orders. They are both over 900, so it seems like uh, any day now those will click over, and those will—if uh, every every figure unlocks, then Airboy will be added to the initial assortment. There's uh, there's other figures as well. Uh, they're doing a whole line of Rocketeers. You can see the the bad guy down here in the the bottom right corner. Uh, basically, Dark Rocketeer, if you I forget what they call him. Black Phantom, there it is. 
and then they've got onslaught troopers as the 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 the, the hoodlums there this past week i don't have a photo of it but uh they're doing a, a variant of the tick where it's it's barry the guy who the was guy also the tick yeah. yeah was trying to trying to be the tick both from the comic and from the cartoon so i i had to go buy barry that like that, that was what pushed it over the edge for me i said here long box heroes here's another pile of my rapidly disappearing money i need barry bring me barry <laughs> Bring me Barry to go with a tick. I they they all look really good. So of course I'm gonna hate on the one design flaw here. If you go back, it can't if you can go back to the previous picture, the Rocketeer's legs are all jacked up. Look at this guy. Talk about thigh gap. Well, he's got those funky pants, man. I John know, Burton. but but there's even a gap above his legs before the torso. I, I get you, Mark, but these also this, these might not be actual physical. It's true. Photos, from, but but from the images, the other ones all seem to sync up pretty good. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just saying. Rocket they have to accommodate the Jodpers. He looks like a Zoid, kind of like he if puts the legs on. Anyway, if you've ever read Madman, I, I love the attention to detail here. Was sort of like the bulbous crotch. <laughs> Mike Allred always made sure there was a little volume to Madman's crotch, and I'm not kidding. Get some of the back issues; you'll know what I'm talking about. There, there are some Madman variants as well. They're like there's a flight suit Madman, and oh, cool. And so, yeah, there's there's a bunch there. So ch head head over to uh, freshmonkeyfiction.com, get all the details and all the skinny on all of these great new heroes. Apparently, there's a landing gear Madman too. Who knew? Right, tripod Madman. Um, <laughs> Anyways. Flashlight Madman. Don't they also have the tick with a necktie? Like when he was they working have, at the newspaper? They yeah. do have the tick in his secret identity, yes. But there where he's got the 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 terrible Bermuda plaid pattern tie. <laughs> <sighs> oh yeah, no, it's fantastic. So support these guys if you got a few bucks and uh and let's get those unlocked so we can see the whole line of, of uh, great figures from Toy Otter and Fresh Monkey Fiction. We'll we'll know uh, we'll hear again from Fresh Monkey Fiction very soon. It's called foreshadowing. But uh, yes, the uh, as we announced last week, the call sign Longbow Backer Kit is open now. Uh, if the total funding ex exceeds two hundred fifty nine thousand, this tactical adapt trooper that you see in the image will be made available. This figure will not be part of any all-in pledges. Must be pledged separately. Head to longbow.backerkit.com if you want to be a part of this, if you missed the Kickstarter, or if you'd like to add to your existing pledge uh, to, to make this figure happen. Also, oh. earlier today, uh, Carson's call or, uh, Operation Recall Backer Kit opened. Yeah. And that is operationrecall.backerkit.com. But I, I can't... Uh, I can't catch all of these Friday updates with yeah. fresh graphics because and they know, man, they know we're on Friday, right? Some of us got jobs, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, articulated Chad says Fresh Monkey Fiction has been getting all of my money with Eagle Force, and yeah, we'll be talking about that with them very soon. So be sure to be here for that episode because you're here for only so so few of them, like every week, Chad. Mm. True. <laughs> I got I got me I got me a little legal force coming this way. Not a lot, but a little. But I got a lot of call sign longbow coming. 
and and a whole lot of uh, operation recall so been, yep. it has been the uh, by far the best year for joe ish or joe tied in or whatever you want to call it kickstarters like absolutely through the roof yeah right it, it's gonna it's get better busy. and it's getting better it's gonna get better we'll hear more about that in a couple minutes next news item do, 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 do. Do. I I just I don't have any updates on the his tank. I just I wanted to put the the kitty right in the, in the slideshow again. Can can I play typical internet commenter or yes. yeah? I'll say commentator, but that wouldn't be fun. We should have another unlock, right? Because we saw so many. There you go. Easy. There you go. That's what that cat's saying. Saw saw a lot of that online. Like yeah, there's a lot in it. And dig it. If it stays a little more profitable, we'll get the next one quicker. Right. Yeah. What should be next? What do you What do you guys think? Vamp. Vamp. Got to be vamp. Yeah, man. How about you, Chad? So, and forgive me because I can't remember the name that. I always want to call it the Moray Eel, but I had this amazing, like, Cobra hydro boat. Oh, yeah. As hydro a, the hydro yeah, the Moray. Hydro the Moray. Okay, so I was right. Dude, if they did that, I'd be like, gotta have it. I love it. That'd be that'd be. Big though, be a monster. It'd be like a, be like a coffee table. It oh, have to, it have to be, be flag sized. <laughs> it'd be twice as long as the his tank, right? Maybe a little more. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I, I, I've got a moray just on the other side of the room, and it's probably it's it's longer than what the his tank that we're gonna get from classified is. Yeah, it was big. It's it, a, was, it was a big one. But that's what I'd love to see. I think that's killer. As opposed to like a flag or the GI Joe headquarters or something like that. <laughs> I've all, I, I still say the headquarters is not as lunatic an ask as some people think because it's mainly hollow. Yeah. Right. It would cost a ton, but. I, I think it would have a big footprint, though. You know, when, yeah. And I think that's that's what would would sail barge sail barge, though. Right. Right. Yeah. And, that's a, and that even though it's an iconic thing, kind of, it's a crappy vehicle. And nothing much ever happened on it other than, you know, Civil War. Um, <laughs> the first third of the movie. But the first Joe, the first <laughs> Joe headquarters is one of the best play sets of all time. So just it saying. Doesn't, doesn't get a whole lot of love, does it? That's the only gigantic thing that people bring up for HasLab that I don't shoot down immediately. Because I think there may be. Now, I'm not going to say no. I'm saying there's a chance. I guess you'd need a couple vehicles to put in it first, though. Yeah. Otherwise, right. what's the point of the lift? And right. yeah. yeah, right. True. But, uh, uh, articulated Chad said, Steve's Toys 3D printed a classified scale moray. Wow. It's impressively large. Oh, cool. I imagine it would be. <laughs> it's got to be the size of like one of those little kiddie boat rides. It's right. right. Maybe. And then they, they handed it to a marketer who dropped it right away. That's how it all works. <laughs> I once saw a marketer take a uh, a uh, grayscale home-printed at Hasbro classified size or a black series size X-Wing and show it to in They handed it to him and he held it real nice. And then he pivoted it so you could get the top-down look. And both wings slid out from one side and shattered on the ground. I mean, shattered. Oh, the, my God. Oh, my God. It was, wow. 
and I and I looked at that jabroni and I went, "You're the reason they won't let me handle stuff. That's You're right. the reason that when I pick up or even look at an Exacto blade, three designers show up and go, "What do you need, Webb? Are you trying? You working on something? Is there anything I can help you with?" <laughs> what one one throws themselves over the prototype and the other two just get between you and it. Yep. Yep. Well, three designers and the company nurse. But anyway. That's it. <laughs> they don't trust the marketers because we've earned that reputation. Yeah. No. I mean, excu excluding your company, man. Totally earned. Yeah. I got it. But whatever. Next news item. Do, 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 do. Hey, it's this thing. Yeah, we're talking. Oh, well, look at that. And that does bring us to tonight's main event. Uh, that's the Easy Kill 9 Kickstarter campaign going on now and needing your help. But we'll talk more about it after a quick word from our sponsors at Kokomo Toys. We buy, sell, and trade vintage and modern toys. G.I. Joe, Star Wars, Transformers, Marvel, DC, and more. Located in beautiful downtown Kokomo, Indiana, we are open every Wednesday through Saturday from 12 to 5. It's a theme park of nostalgia. Join the thousands of people who have traveled from all over the Midwest for over a decade to buy and sell with us. Get your geek on. All right. That lightsaber burst at the end, guys, is very hard. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a while to get used to. It's rich. Yes. That's for the people who are doing something else during the commercials, right? Yeah. It tells them, get your ass back here. Yeah. Right. They're like, whoa, Sith or Jedi? I better sit down. <laughs> so so chad chad laforce creator of uh, easy kill nine you've had something of a made something of a splash into the the gi joe scene in recent months uh, before we get into your project why don't we talk about what you did for operation recall yeah so the conference submissions went out for Operation Recall, which I found kind of by accident. Um, and I just thought, oh, wow, there's something that I wanted to do my whole life. And, you know, thinking about doing my own toy line and stuff for 12 years, let's submit. So you're only allowed to submit three, which was a bummer. But I understand, you know, that metrics and, and things. So I got out my drawing pads and made three of my undead operators, right? Brand new stuff. And said, maybe they'll like this world. You know, maybe they'll like this lead. But I also made them enough where if you don't like this, like, world where zombies and the undead need to be killed, this also really rocks. It's like a, like a Joe kind of line, like a military line. So I submitted my three concepts. And they chose one. Uh, they chose Cadaver, which has kind of become the, I think Carson framed it as kind of like the Crimson Guard of this new line of of bad guys that they're working on. Um, so it was cool. It was cool to be chosen. It was very cool to get to rub shoulders with Carson and a little bit with the likes of, you know, Kirk and uh, Mark, who's been working on the, the cadaver concept art and stuff like that. Not me. It's not me though. No, not you, Mark Pennington. Um, so it's been super cool. Uh, that was a really positive experience, you know, all around. Uh, if you guys weren't part of that campaign, you didn't watch it. It was incredibly professionally done. Of course, Carson is a, you know, a longtime operator of amazing Kickstarter campaigns and that kind of stuff. And this was right in his wheelhouse. 
and having Kirk and everyone else in there, you know, just makes it amazing. So we're at this, this interesting place with Operation Recall because the backer kit is just now launched and they don't even have like all the initial, cause you've got to get like so many hundreds of initial people to sign up before it kind of becomes a real thing. So we're still doing that, you know, but it's going to be super interesting over the next six to eight months to watch these concepts that people like myself illustrated and created, you know, some of the stuff that got chosen there was literally just like a dossier write up and like a chicken scratch of, you know, I don't really draw. So this is some people were like, you know, this is what I think. So these things are going to go through some real permutations. I think, you know, if you look at cadaver, which I submitted that got selected, I have no idea what that figure is going to look like. My name will be on it because I came up with the concept, but it's, it's going to be super interesting. So that was kind of, you know, the ride so far uh, with Operation Recall. I, I believe my submission was used as the napkin for Kirk Bazigian's coffee. <laughs> I believe that's what happened with mine. Did you submit? I did. I did submit one. Yes. That's very cool. But it was, it was, I understand why just right out of the gate, they couldn't use it because I tied it very closely to the, the GI Joe and action force mythoses. So yeah, okay. that's right out of the gate. As soon, as soon as I heard that didn't work out with, with doing this with Hasbro, I figured oh, I'm dead in the water. <laughs> well, I knew there would be something interesting. I knew I had to walk a fine line because, you know, I've, I've worked on video games as a creative director where they come into and they say, man, this is roughly what we think the world's going to operate like. Now go make it. Tell us what it's called. Tell us the major places. Tell us the major players and building those mythos, you know, from from the ground up is kind of what I've done professionally. But I knew I couldn't go like you're saying. I knew I couldn't go all in and like really tie my characters in anything too firm. So I just kind of hinted around at it while leaving enough there. Like you can run, cause I submitted him as a good guy for me. Cadaver was this like sort of, you know, uh, you know, recon paramilitary opera. A lot of them have like skulls and stuff on their face. You know, if you're watching, if you're playing some of the video games, um, right. Of contemporary lore, you know, so to me it really looked like a good guy. And they immediately said, Oh, like there's the, there's the Crimson Guard of, of the bad guy faction and the skull logo on his face is kind of defined. It's, it's like it's become like the Cobra logo, so to speak, of, mm -hmm. of that particular line. So I was trying to tread that line. So I hear what you're saying. And I really put a lot of thought into. Stay in the middle, you know, don't go too far one way or the other. Right. When, when Hasbro comes back to its senses and hires Mark Weber as head of, <laughs> head of boys toys, I'm, I'm holding on to. My, my <laughs> for when that goes down yeah no the stock will have to slip further they'll have to be more interested in making money oh <laughs> oh see see I'm, I'm i'm gonna start to run smack you're gonna pile on i like it. i'm just saying <laughs> weber's saucy today they just can't find they can't find my number i don't know i don't deal with <laughs> but it is it was great i and, and you know just seeing everybody's reactions and and just all the stories behind Operation Recall. It's really, it's it's been a great ride and we're glad that you get to be a part of it from, from the inside. Thank you. Um, it's, it's, it's extremely cool, you know? Yeah, no complaints at all, it was a lot of fun. Now you talk about uh, how Cadaver was in in the world of, of uh, Easy Kill 9, one of the good guys, and that becomes real easy to see once you check out that campaign because 
everybody who's a named human character is is a good guy in that world. So talk more about the world of what what are you trying to set up with Easy Kill Nine? Well, so I don't want to say too much. To be, I mean, I believe me, I can say too much. So I'll I'll probably say too much. <laughs> but there are some surprises here. But the main idea was something that Carson said when he was kind of pitching taking submissions for like you would go to 3djoes.com and there was a submissions link reading through that page. He said something that really resonated with me. I had conceived, you know, the undead operator world. I hadn't necessarily conceived it as O-ring action figures. I was going to do comic books and maybe animation and some stuff like this. But when I was reading through the submissions page, it said, nobody's, we're getting a lot of like redux of GI Joe stuff. We're not getting like new Joes. And I thought, man, let's let's do something that's really kind of new. An O-ring line that can stand next to your Joes, but really kind of has a totally different call to action to it. So with Undead Operator and Easy Kill 9, we don't have good guys versus bad guys in the military sense. We have, there's this thing that's called the cleave that has suddenly emerged and it's genetic and it's turning people into these kind of caricatures of things that you would see from a movie about the undead, zombies, Nosferatu vampires, some werewolves and stuff like this, right? And it's actually changing their genetics and some mutations and stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. And what that has created politically in my story is this really unfortunate thing because they're still citizens. They still have rights. They're still, many of them, if you will, voters, <laughs> but they're half out of their mind and they're eating people. <laughs> and people laugh at that, but I, I personally think like if the way I'm laying out the story, if it happened in contemporary America, we would have a really serious political pickle on our hands because they're still people. They once were normal citizens. Can, can they just be killed? Can someone just walk right. up and cleanse these guys? <laughs> or, is, or is a cure around the corner? And then we're going to, you know, we're going to lament the, exactly. the exactly. execution of American citizens. Right. So what we have is we have, you can't call G.I. Joe to solve this problem because G.I. Joe is government regulated military. Mm -hmm. You need another force. You need a very secret force. You need a force that's kind of ex-military. You need a force that's maybe a little bit morally ambiguous. Um, but the need is incredibly great because in a city like Detroit, Chicago, L.A., I mean, you're losing a lot of people every day, right? So there's this idea that this guy named Malcolm Zydek put together this force of these secretive paramilitary operators and began to train them as soon as this cleave hit. And now we're like a year later, and he's sending them to these cities. He's making sort of backdoor deals with mayors or, or some, some shadowy power agents are saying, we'll come in, we'll be absolutely silent. You won't even know we're there. Give us three nights, and we'll, we'll cleanse it as much as we can. Man. Right. So that's kind of the idea for the story. So you don't have like good guy G.I. Joe, kind of bad guy Cobra. You have this morally ambiguous, very 2022, I think, kind of political scenario where I think it's sort of G.I. Joe 2.0. You know, it's what if this story really went in a different direction? We did something kind of very modern that had some political nuances. So that's what I wanted to do with with the undead operator world. And then they get sent to Jacksonville, Florida, where this virus hasn't hit, but they cleanse it anyway. Right. <laughs> or they get sent to Tucson, where the virus started 20 years ago and nobody noticed. Nobody noticed. 
It's Tucson. Yeah. Tucson. Yeah. <laughs> We've we've corrupted your vision in five seconds. No, no, Sorry. keep it coming. Yeah, keep it coming. You got. We got done with your your background story, and within five seconds, we have wrecked it all. And I apologize. I mean, yeah, you guys we're, are perfect. We're talking, you know, innovative horror, and immediately I think of Tucson. So. Tucson and Jacksonville. <laughs> Tucson, Tucson and Jacksonville. So that was another thing that I thought might be be great about this line, because like if you look on the campaign, I've already got a zombie, sort of like an army builder figure there. And he's got removable hands so that you can sort of take off that hand and put a stub on um, that particular the, hand. He's the second one on the, the graphic that's in here for everybody who's watching us. Yeah, so it says ZRB16. That's, uh, I can't even think of what it is right now. That's a code word. It's Target Zombie Runner Beta 16. So they, they actually tag these resources as if, if we're going to hit it, it actually has like a designation to it, right? But it's a zombie army builder figure. And his hands kind of swap out and some things like that. So another thing that I thought would be really cool about this line is make a zombie character and a werewolf character and a vampire character that if you ever wanted to do some fun stuff with your Joes, right, you go, ah, let's have the Joes, the Joes go clean some zombies. I felt like there was a little bit of a gap there. You know, so that small kind of horror thing, which has become very, very prevalent in society. And I see a lot of people kit bashing these figures, right, or modding these figures to make them zombies and stuff just seemed like a good idea. Right. Well, even you, you want to go GI Joe went the zombie route, right? So you're just you're you're building on on a seed that's already been planted, certainly. Yeah. So talk to us here. We've got I, I got the the first funding unlocks here. Uh, so if if your project unlocks at, or or funds at ninety nine thousand dollars is the goal, um, tell us about the three figures that are there at at launch. Yes, you can see them here. You see Bludgeon all the way on the left, uh, the zombie in the middle, and Veil on the right. Those are the three that'll get you at, at funding, right? So you've got sort of like an army builder military guy, an army builder bad guy, and you've got this kind of elite female, you know, kind of, as she's been described to me as sort of like Baroness 3.0 or something. Um, so that's what you would get at 99 if we hit funding goal. And just to throw a word out for the folks in, in live chat, we will have some time for questions, so hang on to those if you got questions for Chad. Um, we'll, we will, we, we're, we've deliberately left time at the end of this so that you can answer and, and uh, speak to any questions that you may have. But um, so, and, and then the first unlock there is Pyre, correct? So actually, with someone had a, one of the backers had a brilliant idea. So now that all nine of the heroes have been um, shown. And I've even shown concept art for the vampire. And within about 48 hours, you'll have the concept art for the werewolf. So everything will be up there. Someone said, let us vote on the unlock order. Okay. So I'll totally do that. You, you know, you're going to get bludgeon and the zombie and veil uh, at, at funding. But I would love to see, you know, what the community ranks um, as an unlock order for these. Yeah, brilliant. All right. So this all right that brings us up to uh, we got some of the, the sketches that you put up there. And there's Pyre again on the right, and then on the left is Praetor. And uh, what does Praetor do? So Praetor is the sharpshooter. So we have four different classes of paramilitary operators in the undead operator world. You've got slayers, which are basically your street-level grunts that go on street-level and hack up zombies and just make a mess of everything. And then you've got your night stalkers, which is what Praetor is. And they're mostly, uh, you know, like rooftop sharpshooters taking out the more faster moving stuff like a, a runner zombie or a werewolf or something like that. 
And so then you've also got Black Mavens, which are sort of my commandos, like a beachhead or something. And they are designated specifically for the werewolves because they have specialized weaponry and stuff to take those guys out. And then we have what's called the Secret Guard, which is by and large the infiltration unit that are non-combatants uh, that go in and do research and even some espionage and stuff like that to ferret out where we have undead resources embedded in companies and things like that that need to be taken out. Okay. So to answer your question shortly, Praetor is a sniper. Okay. And so which uh, which group does uh, Pyre is part of the, the street level guys as, as well, correct? Right. So Pyre's a slayer. He's going to be down there on street level, you know, burning them up. Okay. Then we had more of the stretch goals, and we'll, I've just got them in other, other things too. But here's uh, a couple of the other later additions. We've got Caps Lock, and we've got 30, and talk about each of them for me. So Caps Lock is the communications officer, um, but like everyone on the team, you know, he's a, a super elite specialist, so he also does a lot of kind of boots on the ground, wet works and stuff. Sure. Um, that's just his personality. So he maintains communications, but he also backs a lot of people up. 30 is one of those secret guard that I talked about, which is not really meant to be sort of like an overt combatant with the undead. So she goes, if we're going into a town, if Malcolm's going to send Easy Kill 9 into a town, she shows up a week or two beforehand undercover, generally posing as like a skater chick because she actually comes with a, a deck, like a skateboard deck and stuff. <laughs> and she'll go tool all around the city and photograph everything with her glasses and all this stuff and lay out the op and begin to see, you know, what condition are the undead in this city? So she's that uh, that advanced recon undercover operative that goes in first. Okay. I think we missed one. But come on, dude, did oh, it right? Like we've been right. here so long. Okay. <laughs> there we go. So Xerxes there. Uh, he is he's deep cover, but he doesn't go in advanced uh, or or he may be on on his own, you know, in the city for a long time before the team goes in. Xerxes specialty is to actually go into businesses and stuff and pose as a as an employee or a high level businessman or something and get into the upper echelon of the company and try to decide if there's if anyone in that business or corporation is sort of in league with any of the undead in the city, right? Because we have zombies, werewolves, vampires, and we have these beings called the dark ones. And I haven't revealed at all what they are yet, but it's Xerxes job to kind of find those guys, super intelligent. You can't really tell by looking at them that they're undead, etc. And they're sort of the Tomax and Zaymot of the, of the bad guy world, right? Because they're doing all this high level business stuff. Xerxes job is to go in there and figure that stuff out. And he's also espionage. So he'll, put a tapeworm in their computers and all this type of stuff. So he's a cool figure because the hood actually comes off and he's got a strap on gun vest. But if you get rid of the hood and you get rid of the, uh, the, the strap on gun belt, he's kind of an army builder of himself because he's kind of a nondescript sort of corporate business looking guy that I thought eh, people might really enjoy that figure. You know, if you're, if you're getting a cool playset or something, you just want to put sort of like business people running in the background from the, from the bomb or whatever. It seemed like a really cool idea. And Hansel and Gretel, that's our canine unit, obviously. So uh, they're going to be on the ground there. Particularly, I think I have her framed as a uh, as a black maven because with the canine, obviously, it makes a little bit of sense for her to be 
figuring out what's going on with the werewolves and, and setting up how to do the op against them and stuff like that. And so what's up with Hansel there? Is that a paint job or is there something wrong with it? So Gretel, even though it's a German name, right? Sort of like, you know, the Hansel and Gretel, the old fairy tale thing. Sure. Um, she's really based on the sort of day of the dead skull candy kind of motif. And what I found was that they always involve their dogs in the day of the dead and they'll paint them up and paint like a skull on their face. And I thought that was amazing when I was researching her as a character. So yeah, she's, she's painted them up for the op, like, Hey, let's get out there and, and, you know, get some stuff done. She's got her cool mask with her little skull on it and stuff. And, and she paints them up. All right. I think it'd be a really fun uh, figure to produce, you know, this sort of like uh, Mexican, you know, shepherd dog painted up like a skeleton. That's a cool idea. Yeah, it looks great. Thanks. And then we've got, uh, you, you posted just one image of one of uh, one of your non-zombie runner bad guys so far. And yeah, so go ahead. So this is the, this is our, our vampire for the line. And I wanted her to be female, obviously. And so that's target Petra Apex One. Her actual name is Celestia Croy. And her file card gives you a little bit of background on her that she's really, really bad news and has been killing a lot of the undead operators and kind of has it out for she's kind of the Cobra commander of this line in a sense that she's she's gone full aggro against the undead operators. She knows about them and she's made it her personal kind of mission to find them and kill them. And what's cool about her is you'll be able to take off her wings. So if you want to turn snake eyes into a, you know, a demon flyer stalker, you can throw them wings on. On Snake Eyes or Zartan or something, something sick like that, you know. So I figured that would be a really fun accessory. But yeah, she's our she's our lady vamp of the of the initial line here. Very cool. And that's about all I've got for images on there. We do have some of the stuff from uh, the the uh, the campaign itself. We'll get that in there. Here's a, a shot that you just put up earlier today. Again, thanks for the Friday up update. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He, was, he knew he was going to be on the show all week, and here we got Friday updates. Man. Dude, I've, been, I've been down with a cold for 48 hours. Like I couldn't even get out of bed, so <laughs> I was trying to get stuff done. Every PR hack in the in the world knows that's when you dump bad news. Friday afternoon, nobody yeah. sees it. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, anyways, we've got all, all 10 of the... the I guess we'll call them wave one. Yeah, we're just missing the vampire and the werewolf still to come, but that's that's ten of the twelve, and it's the whole okay. it's the whole easy kill nine team plus the one bad guy. Yeah. Do you have a, a favorite out of your creations, or is that uh, is that going too far? Not at all. I, I I like Pyre quite a bit, and so it seems so does everyone else, and I like Vale quite a bit, but they're all pretty special to me. You know, um, thirty bludgeon. I, I, there's none of them that I don't like quite a bit. I've been really happy with how the line has come. You know, for me, like, obviously I'm making this, but I would get every one of these. You know, this is really kind of right up my alley. It plays to the strengths of a lot of the Joes that I liked as a kid, you know, Snake Eyes and um, Beachhead and, and some of those guys that were really masked. You know, one thing that I'm trying to do here with the line is, aside from Xerxes, you don't really see much of anybody's face because I always love the idea of you more kind of imagining who it was under the hood, you know, than sort of seeing, seeing the full, and you say, well, it was Xerxes, like if you lift off his head, you see his full face, but the file card basically says, you're not really seeing Xerxes, you're seeing a dude with a face, 
but he's kind of like a master of disguise kind of guy. And that's not what he really looks like, you know, even when he's sort of posing as random businessman type of thing. Right. I really wanted to keep that there where there was a real air of mystery and, and, you know, and a real secretive element to these guys. So you can kind of make them what you want them to be. So if, uh, my question is, and it's been since since I first you you sent me this link uh, before you even went live. Uh, Vale has the removable helmet, and on that mask that she's got, she's got X's over her eyes. Yeah. So what's up there? Is that just a design thing, or or does she really is she visually impaired, or or what's up? <laughs> so according to her file card, she's born blind, and somehow became one of the greatest marksmen on planet Earth. And people can't figure out how she does it. It's a bit of a mystery because she is she's literally born blind. But without any image enhancing software or anything going into the ears or the brain, she basically never misses. Um, and over time, I'll unveil in the story a little bit about, see, I said unveil, uh, what some of that stuff is. But the mask that she wears, she, you can put it on the front of her. You can also take it off and stick it on the back so it comes up like kind of like horns off the back of her hand, but she has the two, the axis kind of across her eyes. Again, a lot of the figures here have this, a little bit of a death motif, right? Sort of like death to the undead type of thing. So I like that sort of like, you know, axis over the eyes, like, you know, a, a dead body type of thing. Just didn't tape any pennies on there. Huh? I'll get to that. Well, that's a rewrite. <laughs> okay. That's for, that's for wave two after, after the sculpting budget goes up. Correct. Correct. Mark Weber, you have any questions? I'm a big fan of Caps Lock. Uh, I think he's my favorite. Uh, was that, I see it, and I see it as a kind of sly Punisher homage. Was that at all in the brain, or? So probably subconsciously, because to tell on myself a bit, Mike Zeck's Punisher work from the mid to late 80s had a huge, huge, huge impact on me. Um, and of course, he did a lot of really brilliant Joe covers, too. I mean, I just loved the Punisher as a kid. Um, so for Caps Lock, I definitely wanted one of these characters to be rocking that that sort of easy kill nine skull on, on the chest. You know, uh, he seemed, he's boisterous enough that he seemed like he was he was the one to do it on. You know? Yeah. And I, I like it because it, it is it feels like a bit of an homage, but not too much. Right. He isn't your ultimate ass kicking guy. He isn't dripping with weapons. He's a communications guy, and and if that if that's a wink, I think it's a good one. Yeah, um, he's you know he's he's your guy in the chair that, and I say this on his file card, he's your guy in the chair that won't stay in the chair. Right, that's really him. Like I'm gonna go do something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, of, we we know about most of these, but if people haven't been paying attention today, they might not know about Wrights, who is second row, second from the right. So yeah. give give us a little bit about Wrights. So that comes from your last rites, right? This idea of sort of an epitaph or, or something that you're, that's read at, at the time of death. Um, so he is our target painter. I loved in the movie Black Hawk Down that they had laser rifles that they were, they were lighting up targets with. And then the Blackhawks would come in and take out whatever they had painted. I've always just been so enamored with that use of technology in the military. So rites is that. He's the sci-fi or the flash, you know, of the Joes, but with a, a little bit of a more modern apparatus. Because if you've got these snipers up on roofs, 
taking out various targets, you need a guy, a sniper will basically sort of dig in, right, and be up in their nest, and that's where they are all night for the op. You need a guy that can kind of scrabble across the roofs and across terraces and deal with the communications guys. Hey, where's another bad guy? Where's another bogey? And then he'll light them up with the with the laser painter, and then the sniper can take out that, you know, that asset. His gun also does double as like a lethal laser weapon. He can actually, you know, also shoot with it and stuff like that. Um, but that's that's his role on the team. Be sort of a mobile sniper and a and a target painter. I can, and you can just see that working in a in a comic or a, on film somewhere because he's the first guy to alert a villain that they're basically in trouble right you could you could see that scene writing itself you know you see the movies all the time where somebody sees the red dot on them and goes oh no i'm in trouble but if that happens to be a zombie or werewolf or vampire uh you know it's not too hard to trace the bean back so i I like the fact that he's uh that he's uh capable right yeah He's, he's not just pointing you guys do the damage but he can uh he can take care of himself as well yeah, we don't have any lifelines in Easy Kill 9. I mean, this is like you are out to absolutely destroy as many, you know, undead as you can on these apps. So everyone, even the communications guy, is hyper lethal. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I kind of like the idea of no medic, right? Like it raises the stakes a little bit. Yeah. Rack time, Rob, what, what you got? Uh, I'm kind of uh, taking the the three different factions that you've got. Um, I know you said the the slayers are kind of your street level cleaners, you know, taking out zombie hordes. And um, the uh, the night the black mavens, okay, night black night mavens night. are the are the ones you know are going after the werewolves. What have you got going after the vampires? So the vampires are basically the targets of the night stalkers okay. with those long range scopes and things, because the some of the vampires are flyers, right? So you're not going to try to deal with them at ground level and you probably want to take them out from a distance. You know, you don't want to be on the same in the same alley or the same rooftop as a vampire. So what they like to do is find some of these vamps at a party or a rave or something where they're waiting for people to get toked up and messed up so they can do vampire stuff. And just snipe them, you know, from three blocks away, type of thing. So yeah, so the night stalkers are really the vampire specialists. Chad, there's a lot of different mythology about all three, right? Vampires and and zombies and and werewolves, and there's no right or wrong way to tell that story about how you can damage them or how you can weaken them or how you can kill them. Yeah. Is that will that be or is that firmly understood in the Easy Kill Nine universe? I'll get into it when the comic comes out. That basically, it's like The Walking Dead. You don't need a stake through the heart to kill one of these vampires. You don't need a silver bullet to kill a werewolf, although uh, Vale does have a a gun that only has silver bullets just because she loved, like, the irony of it. Um, Basically, if you you put a bullet through one of these things' heads, it dies, you know. But there are nuances and things that will come up over the course of time because, you know, this is 10 years of this stuff in my brain and me hashing through it. So I will get into, you know, some of the mythology of it, but the truth of where we're at coming at an entry point to this undead operator world is basically these are genetic mutations, okay. or at least that's what it seems like, you know. Not a supernatural alteration. Right. This is yeah. this is very much, oh, something really went wrong with the DNA here, and now you're exhibiting these 
almost paranormal features. Who caused this? Where this come from? And there's this whole like espionage thing that will play out. Cool. Thanks. And just as a reminder to everybody in the live chat, this is the time for your questions. If you've got any questions you want to ask Chad about uh, this world and this campaign, um, anything along those lines, you know, this this is the time we've got for you. Uh, Joel McMullen with the Blast from the Past Award. Uh, is 30 based on the Gary Godso CoilCon figure? <laughs> <laughs> Several years ago for CoilCon, uh, we, we we did up a, a mock figure of our former co-host Gary Godso in a Colts wow. jersey. And so it looks kind of like 30s jersey. Then the answer is, yeah, of yeah, course. 30 <laughs> is absolutely uh, Gary's alter ego. But if you, uh, have, if you have the choice, I would go for the Godso figure because that's one of one, right? It's one of uh, three or four. Ooh. There are not many. There are not. Well, many. I would want a mid on card. So again, three or four. <laughs> but anyways, um, so Chad, as far as stepping out of the story for a second, uh, who's doing the actual physical designs of the figures for you? So I've got a great team already in that we have Rodney Green, from Quick Hicks Dojo, who worked on, um, is it Eagle Force? No, I'm getting that wrong, aren't I? I'm sorry. The names just suddenly escaped me as I started talking about him. But he's been on several recent Kickstarters where he was a where he was a contract modeler for those lines. And I want him because for me, nothing can go wrong here, right? If I'm going to helm this, I'm approaching it like back when I was in video games and such, that this needs to be the best action figures you've ever bought from an old ring standpoint, right? So Rodney really knows what he's doing. He built a custom buck. Um, uh, we're gonna use it across the guys. We'll build a second buck for the for the females, obviously. But bludgeon is well underway. His head and torso and part of the arms and legs are already done. So literally any day, I'm gonna be able to post a 3D printed, unpainted bludgeon, and then it will go immediately to um, Matt LaCroix who you may know from Operation Recall and um, once again, several other, and he's, he's got uh, LaCroix toys. He's got a beautiful page on Facebook. You can see all his amazing paints. So once Rodney's done with the model, we'll print it. That will go to LaCroix and get a wonderful paint master up. And then of course I'll be showing that all across the campaign. Um, so super excited for that. Every day as I'm getting the renders in, I'm just like, yeah, that's going to be a nice figure. So it's me and those two guys to begin with. Uh, they gone asks, I see you have a digital comic book. Any plans for a printed one? Yeah, so comic books are kind of my jam. Um, I might do the art on it, um, but I'm thinking that I also might have someone else do that just because but I have a little bit of a retro style. Thinking you might not. Right. It's a lot of work. I would love to do it. And I, I know I could do a credible job because I've done comics, but I'm not sure that my art style matches this level of gore and the macabre because i'm a little bit retro um but yeah by all means you know once that comic book is done i'll absolutely be wanting to do a print run on it and then hopefully you know a whole bunch of issues because there's so much story here to tell uh, matt rubin asks is caps lock the it guy if the bad guys are genetic mutations is there a big bad corporation that triggered this mutation uh matt hi um so yeah, Caps Lock is kind of the IT guy. Your other question, I I don't I don't know what what you're talking about. 
<laughs> it's it's the Elmer's Corporation. These are all the kids who ate glue as a kid. Right? <laughs> we definitely have a problem with some corporate dark ones, and quite possibly uh, this may all be tied into them, the timeliness of this mutation or stuff, but I don't know. Yeah, who knows about these things? Articulated Chad asks, how awesome is it to have the name Chad? Let me tell you, Articulated Chad, I've had it for 47 plus years. It served me awesomely every day of those, except in the George Bush election when you had those hanging chads. That was kind of a dark year. November 2000. Right. Every Karen in the world sympathizes with you. Yeah, for real. But uh, Danjamins asked, can 30 get a 30 30? Yeah, why not? What's sure. the 30? Yeah, I have no idea. Um, it's not Aaron Hicks, I'll tell you that much. Mark <laughs> sounds like he's in interview mode. Well, <laughs> hey, man. Funny how that works during an interview. But, radio, yeah. back, radio background, baby. Dusting off that Arizona State education. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Arizona State, isn't that like going to the after party? They they make fun of it on Simpsons like every eight years. There's oh, an ASU God. joke, and I'm like, come on! <laughs> I mean, the reputation of being a party school is is there, Mark. You can't deny. Yeah, that's right. It, it matches with the couple times that American Dad's gone after Bend, Oregon. <laughs> if, it's, if it's 120 degrees out uh, and you want to stay in and drink, I can't really blame you. No, yeah. no there's 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 a there's a lot that's a, that's a solid solid uh, line of reasoning frankly yeah it's anybody out there uh, my come at me bro moment anybody want to take a shot at ASU we got Pat Tillman what do you got I mean you also got a number of uh, awards from Playboy magazine as party that's school right. of the year that's right so, and you got- know Q knows what he's talking about <laughs> yeah Hugh don't lie. <laughs> half of those party schools that's it party schools. I want to say you haven't thrown up on screen but they gone said looking good for 47 and I'm like I got you right I got you right he hasn't told me I look good for 47 he's just my when my ring light was working and all this was gloriously lit up like an hour ago shut up yeah <laughs> true uh, Matt Rubin says, uh, are there any plans for accessory packs? You said the wings for the Lady Vampire could be put on a vintage figure. Will there be more accessories like that? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, with zombies, werewolves, vampires, I mean, what a beautiful sort of like menagerie to do all kinds of, you know, snap on and snap in the back peg kind of accessory. I mean, the wings alone, you know, you could have eight of those and all of them be glorious. So for sure. So now that I've got the nine members of the team up there, there's a lot of accessory work that has to be done. You can look forward to some updates over the next few weeks that are like accessory crazy as I'm really showing you what each of these different um, operators will come with and some of that stuff because I'm all about the accessories. But packs, yeah, totally. Dude, those wings on a Nemesis Enforcer are going to be ridiculous. No. So, and I know there's a lot of people out there who have Nemesis Enforcer because uh, – Adam Rich has stole all the Royal Guards. Right. So there's a lot of a lot of single enforcers out there. I know people just threw the Globulus out, and I don't yeah. blame them. But, but uh, Beta Ray Bob asks, will these figures have the screws in the back and thighs so they can be disassembled 
and parts swapped. So uh, what he's asking is construction like GI Joe's. Indeed. Yep. Got the, the O-ring and the T-hook and all that other good stuff. Oh, facts. I'm going, I mean, these are my favorite figures of all time. My vintage O-ring GI Joe's. Like I'm not even doing rubber hands. I don't know. Some people are like, oh my gosh, like what if the thumbs fall off? My problem with it is if you put an accessory in a, in a weak wrist, it's going to flop downward. So I'm not super opposed to it, especially if that wrist moves, because a lot of the O-rings right now, like you got rubber hands and you've got this mobile wrist. If that joint becomes loose, your figure is never going to hold anything ever again. So mine are even going to be the firm hands. We're using new plastic, right? So there's way less chance of those thumbs breaking off and stuff. Um, but I don't even think we're going to go with, with the swivel wrist. I'm still looking into it because if it's not a danger of that losing its, its firmness, then I'm all for it. But I have to know that that's going to be a fact because one thing that would super annoy me is for this new innovation of these like swivel wrists end up being a real downer as now your figure just can't hold anything properly. Where where would you say Easy Kill 9 falls on a ranking of thick in the crotch, bro, to beachhead? Yeah, it's going to be pretty thick in the crotch, bro. Yeah, we don't want any broken, shall I say, appendages. You know. Joel, Joel McMullen knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there are only 51 beachheads with intact crotches in yeah. the United States. In the world, yeah, yeah. yeah. I and have, I have 50 of them. <laughs> and Mike's hunting the last one down. Articulated Chad says, "I look good every day." That is false. In fact, just <laughs> on my way to this interview today, I was hunted down by the members of Easy Kill Nine. Uh, thankfully i had my driver's license and i was good yeah i'm sorry about that <coughs> it's all right they were, they were like hey sir you're awfully thick in the crotch no they, they didn't <laughs> and you said absolutely bro <laughs> you got it bro that's right bro be thick in the crotch bro move along bro have a good day bro I gotta, I gotta get that banner off of there. Otherwise, I'm gonna keep doing the the bad Russian accent. Okay. <laughs> it's a Pavlovian response to this. right. There's no way around it. But uh, Doug Dello has two of those beachheads, and oh, no, not for long, Doug. To find them. Then he's got one extra that he can send to Mike, free of charge. So. Uh, Let's uh, let's go ahead and move into what we got in. We'll let we'll leave the the table open if some more questions pop up. Uh, oh wait, Joel's got a real quick one. Um, are these going to be made in the same factory as Operation Recall and Call Sign Longbow? So I have a factory lined up right now that's very good that I'm happy with, um, but I'm not going to pigeonhole it in. So at this time, I'm on pretty good terms with Carson. I'm on pretty good terms with with Ben from. Um, from skull oh gosh why are all the names leaving skeletron skeletron and uh you know those relationships may bear fruit where uh they say hey talk to this factory also because i definitely want to scope out at least two hopefully three factors and there's lots of time you know once once you have the campaign done again i've got a factory set they've sent me samples of the work i'm very happy with it uh, our back and forth have been good but i don't want to lock in a factory yet um, because it's about balancing the top quality with you know appropriate appropriate pricing and stuff like that so uh, i cannot answer that question with a with a definitive just yet 
Okay. And so just so again, not not to not to be negative, not to call bad attention, but we we do owe it to folks out there to know what we're up against here. Uh, currently, the campaign. Again, yeah. the goal is ninety nine thousand dollars. We're only at seven thousand three forty nine. Uh, we're doing our part for the PR department here, uh, but it's really it's up to you guys. Uh, you know, if you've got a few bucks left over, I know we're coming out of a rough stretch, money wise, uh, with the, all of the hiss tanks and the recalls and the longbows and everything else going on. Um, but if you find a few dollars to put together for this, make sure that you're spreading the word more than anything else. Because uh, there are people out there that are interested in this sort of thing, uh, and they're not necessarily tuned into us tonight, hard as that may be to believe. What? But right, <laughs> so, some folks catch us on the second day. Who knows? Man. But uh, but it is really important for you to get out and, and uh, spread either this video or the link to the, the campaign or, or what have you, because we really need uh, – we got a lot, of, a lot of ground to cover in a short amount of time yeah. uh, in order to get this one done. Uh, where, where was it? There was a good one here. Uh, Matt Rubin, again, you have a great world built. Will it be room for vehicles? Dude, we're talking about unlicensed, unregulated, hyper-lethal paramilitary secret agents. Yeah, there's going to be some vehicles, bro. Yeah, <laughs> bro, seriously, bro. Yeah. I've got and, some they're gonna, dodge, bro. and they're going to be thick in the axle, bro. That's right, thick in the axle. Thick in the axle, bro. Those crotches don't break when they sit in there. <laughs> Beta Ray Bob is already all in. There you go. Beta Ray. You know what we're talking about. Thank you. Beta Ray Bob on fire. On fire. So again, we'll let some more questions uh, filter in, uh, but in the meantime, we'll go to what we got in. Chad, you're our guest, so you you go first. What have you gotten in these last couple of weeks? Oh mercy! Uh, see if I can grab something recent here. <laughs> He's in the toy room, Mark. He's got he's got uh, bona fides. He's got so, toys toys behind him, so you know you can trust him. This is from a couple of weeks ago, but that's of course Sarge, and his hat on the back is broken. There, wow, these cameras are tricky when you're doing everything in reverse. So, I never had a Sarge as a kid, and a friend of mine, <coughs> his wife was throwing out all his old toys, and I'm like, hold what? on, yeah, I'm like, hold on, let me see what you got, bro. Had a Sarge. Just I got this baby for free. I had to replace the O-ring and stuff. I've got a kit, you know, you replace, replace the O-ring, whatever. Dude, Sarge is so buff. Broken hat, you know, is 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 lamentable, but uh still a great figure. At, yeah, at least at least it's in the back, right? In the yeah. front, it'd be a little less forgiving. But yeah, I, I don't want to besmirch your friend, but I'm gonna. He's living his life backwards, baby. Keep the toys, throw out the wife. <laughs> Now I, we're talking. She was going to give me a lot more than this. And he showed up just as I was kind of making my pile. This lady literally rolled up. We're friends. She rolled up in a truck like, oh, do you want any of this stuff? Like I'm taking this to Goodwill or whatever. And I had a pile and he came over and I felt so bad about some of these like vintage G1 go bots, like the big ones that didn't have a scratch on them. I'm like, dude, do you know what you're going to get on eBay? Like you should not just hand me this. And he took some stuff back. So he got he got kind of wise real quick. All right. Yeah, I think you, we're all uh, we're we're casting the wife as the bad guy in this. That is not. <laughs> she doesn't watch the stream. It's going to be fine. No, it'll yeah. be all right. <laughs> it'll be fine. Most most people, sadly, are not watching this stream. 
Yeah, she's not a subscriber at all. She should, yeah, like and subscribe. Right. And Absolutely. I will tell her she can hear us like rag on her. Right, right. Look, most people go their life without us talking about them. So, did he well, let her throw out his toys? I don't. I don't. I don't think he had a choice. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I tell you what. Right, right after this show, I am going on their joint Facebook account, and I'm going to tell him. <laughs> Listen, bro. <laughs> their joint Facebook. Account. Don't be fitting. Don't be fit in the crotch, bro. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I'm right there. Oh, gosh. It was bad. Oh. You got to love those joint Facebook accounts, don't you? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I forget who, who said the joke first, but it's, it's almost like an open question. Which one of them cheated? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who screwed up? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't get many messages from Matt and uh, Beverly Thompson. Hey, what you doing? I don't get those. Beverly. <laughs> good, good pull on a blind call there, Mark. Good pull. Right? Beverly. There we go. <laughs> rack, rack time, Rob. What have you got? Uh, nothing Joe related, uh, but I got a shiny new Darth Vader. There you go. Ooh. Yeah. He's tall. He is. He's got he's got cloth capes. He's got a lot that, of cape. A lot yeah. of cape for the buck. A lot double, of cape. double cape, right? He's got yeah. the kilt cape in the back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's cloth like on the sides, you know, on the on the figure there too. It's not sculpted on. So is that based on any certain bit of it? Is that like the Obi-Wan Kenobi? That, Darth it's, Vader? The, it's the uh the Obi-Wan Vader. Yeah. All right. Which yeah, is pretty classic, you know, Star Wars Vader, so. I've done that back in the early 2000s. My girlfriend at the time told me I had to get rid of a lot of my Beast Wars toys. She moved to another state a month later. Come on, Matt Rubin. Now, I'm going to crawfish here because, I man, I hated Beast Wars. Oh, so depending <laughs> on the hotness of the girlfriend, I might, I might have let Optimus Primal run off into the jungle. Just saying. I'm I'm G1 Transformers only. I, I did not enjoy the Beast Wars. That's what I'm talking about. I think Aaron Aaron Archer said when I told him I didn't care for Beast Wars, he said I know the animation doesn't hold up, and some people can't handle Truck Not Monkey. Yeah. But if you actually watch the show, it's the best writing ever done for Transformers. Okay, fair enough. So, from from his lips to our ears, I guess. Yeah, I'll 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 back him up on that. I haven't seen the whole thing, but like the animation is choppy enough, especially now. Like it's not getting any yeah. better as time goes on. And it was revolutionary at yeah, the time. It, it, yeah. Even then, I remember it. It kind of took me out of it. Yeah. Like, I, I just it wasn't good enough to be even like and, and and let's keep in mind the the cell drawn ones from from Sunbow. On tra the Transformers end, they were they were no prize pigs, right? That was that was a messy series. Um, but even then, the, the just Beast Wars was so choppy and so stilted. It was it was really not fun to watch. Mm -hmm. so even though they were telling good stories, and occasionally I'd sit through one, it was like most of the time it didn't hold me because the animation was just really crummy. I just remember it popping on while I was in college. And <laughs> I wasn't expecting it, and I'm like, oh, Transformers are back. He's a monkey. <laughs> Done. Technically, he's an ape. Yeah, whatever. 
Bad Ruby says it wasn't worth it. Yeah, we know. Uh, I happened to enjoy all Transformers, so it was rough, but oh well. Dude, you just you said it yourself. It was your girlfriend. Okay, so no, it wasn't worth it. You can find other girlfriends. If it's your wife, if it's somebody you've made a commitment to, okay, we have an argument there. But she should love you for who you are. Right. But I, 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 I back away. Girlfriend, get out of here. Get hit the bricks, honey. Get a, get a step. As any environmentalist will tell you, plastic is forever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fortunate because I think my wife has a bigger toy addiction than I do. Like you should. Right. Now we're talking. She's my, like, my, I'm buying her vintage Joes and stuff. She never had Baroness and Zorana. I bought those both for her, you know, with file cards from the. She's like, right. well, you know, she loves all things toys. So. Yeah, you right. did well. I, I mean, I, I, I have an ex-wife, but that was one of the good things about her was that she was, she was more nuts for this stuff than I was. Now she turned out to be a terrible person. Besides, and that's a matter oh. of public record in Jackson County, Missouri. Okay, but, right. But you know, you know, irrefutable. It's a matter of public record. Anything else, Racktime Rob? No, no, other than my my nifty dandy supermobile. We talked about that last week. All right, Ooh, yeah. yeah, I missed that. It's in this room. Oh, he stole it. it Make is. a punch. Make a punch. That's so awesome. <laughs> it is. I, I, I just it. I just sit on the couches doing the oh, it's I, just the ridiculousness of that because it doesn't punch as hard as Superman. It doesn't fly as fast as Superman. It's not as tough as Superman. So the only reason for him to be in there is that he's a lazy bastard. Superman <laughs> deserves rich Corinthian leather, the same oh, as man. everyone else does. He watched Superman. a few episodes of Pimp My Ride and was like, why am I not doing this? Like, right. I need I need a I need a car that flies and has hands. Right. I so need to track down the original comics that where the the original storyline was the first appearance of the supermobile. I just, you know I, he's driving that thing through the drive-through and making the big hands feed him fries because he's just a lazy bastard. Totally, wouldn't you? Like it's one of our oldest fans right here, Chad. Your wife is awesome, keeper. Dude, right. you have no idea. My wife is solid gold. And uh, Chad's wife says, I got my first O-rings this summer. So That's there you right. go. <laughs> there, she there we go. There you go. She's in the chat. So behave yourselves. That's right. <laughs> she keeps me in line. Sean Russell, my ex was a monster and didn't collect. Well, you, you said it yourself. I don't have to go <laughs> that far. You said it yourself. My wife collects redheads with blue eyes. Hard to find. She's a weirdo. Just saying. <laughs> She likes some translucent. Yeah, true. <laughs> that was in my very first joke on when I put out the, the stats about me and Daryl. Mine was turns purple in the sun like B1's <laughs> Arthan. <laughs> Bam! But uh, Mark Weber, what'd you get in? I got to tell you, it's an embarrassment of riches. So much so I'm going to have to add some more lighting, which will make me <laughs> truly translucent. Look at that. Oh wow! Now look at this. We'll get on the overhead. I just lined them up behind me. So next to the rampage machine, also oh, yeah. Gauntlet, oh, Joust, and Defender. The only time I ever played Defender is at home because that game's too hard to put a quarter on. Right. Uh, but just GI yeah, Joe. So this is a combination of Amazon having a lightning quick sixteen buck bat sale that I got in on big. Dude. And me having pile of loot uh, at Big Bad Toy Store, my online retailer of choice, uh, means I have a lot of stuff waiting. So I've got nine bats. Super proud of that. 
Three Cobra officers, Spirit, Storm Shadow, Croc Master, and then the O-Ring uh, Duke and Cobra Commander just arrived this week. Oh, wow. So nor I haven't gotten a lot in in a long time, but because I do the pile of loot thing at a Big Bad Toy Store, it's like I have two Christmases a year outside of actual Christmas, which is good because I don't have a birthday. So there you go. <laughs> And uh, Chad, just so you know, uh, Mark's birthday is Christmas Eve. Wow, oh, that's some garbage, man. I blame yeah. the parents. And I, and I have one brother who I saw last weekend. Hold on, I gotta fix the light here. Uh, his birthday, day before mine. Yeah. Oh. No, your childhood yeah, is so terrible. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> what you're trying to say here is, like, um, things in the Weber household... Like if if you just you didn't you didn't bother the Webers in late April, man. Like if the, house, if the house was a rockin', you didn't come a knocking. And, and when Michelle and I were first starting to date, we started talking about you know the big things. You like pets? You want to have kids? How do you do holidays? And she goes, "Oh, it's great. My family opens all their Christmas presents on Christmas Eve." And I'm like, "Oh, that's a cool tradition that we're gonna throw out." <laughs> Chad, oh. uh, uh, not fair. We need our own stand-up machine, and Dude, I agree with her. How so, good is how good is Rampage with two other people, right? Okay. Dude. What, what I'm working on though, and they make it now, is the Dragon Slayer with all the original sound yeah. and animation. Dude, they're yeah. daring. If this is, this is what I need, yeah. I got my I got my brother a mini one of those. It's like 18 inches tall for Christmas two years ago. Yeah, he, play, he played the hell out of it. Come on, dude. Yeah. 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 Hans Chow says, "My wife accepts me in my hobbies. I cannot put a price on the reality checks that she gives. This hobby can lead to some horrendous mental gymnastics, and she is indeed the voice of reason." Well, yeah, absolutely. Gotta tell I'm you, because my wife gives no reality checks. She's like, buy it. You know. <laughs> voice of reason is underpaid and undervalued. Let me tell you. Oh, why? 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 There we go. Finally. Oh, StreamYard so buggy tonight. Oh. So buggy. So what did I get in this week? Yeah. I got a milestone this week. Number 50. Oh, Number yeah. Number 50. Isn't that XL uh, Roman-wise? Yes, he is. He is XL. Yeah. And so we'll we'll get the, the big screen there. Yeah. And he is he is reasonably thick in the crotch. Thick in the yeah, crotch. Bro. How's the paint? Good, actually. It's it's funny with this one. The figure is really good. It's the gear that kind of sucks. I've got the he's got his ammo pack, but it's kind of chewed on. Mm. Um, dog not, or dog or kid? Not not chewed on. It just it's it was well played with. Right. Um, it's not actually chewed. <laughs> It just again, it, it used to be a used to be a kid's toy, and then it became an adult's toy. So, uh, and the little nub on the backpack's beat up. So, like his gear is worse than than the figure. The figure's great, and it's the gear that's kind of a kind of a, a back. But it's okay. I like him to have a little character. I like him to be a little different from one another. My Actually, quick quick correction: fifty is just L. Oh, okay. Right, What's that right, right. Yeah, which is which is why Super Bowl fifty they actually used the number fifty. What's what's XL then? XL's 40. 40. 40. 40. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, fine. 40. Fine. 
Hey, uh, my beachhead, when I was a kid, he was in the basement somewhere, I always had the ammo pouch over what the, is the nub the crossbow tip? It is. I always had it over that and then pulled down like under the backpack. Now, see what I do here? I just, I hook it over the, the grappling hook thing on the side. Okay. And it just kind of, it just drapes fairly naturally over the, the width of the backpack itself. And, and it, it doesn't, it's there doesn't, pretty well. And it doesn't stretch it. So, right. All right. I think we should talk about why Mark's beachhead is somewhere in the basement. I feel like, dude, my stuff is so packed away. It's pathetic, but. It's at least the figures are really well packed away. They're all in Ziplocs with their file cards, all of their accessories. And then I have a separate shoebox for the ones that aren't complete because I've got like 20 probably that I'm hunting stuff from. And they're all the guys you'd expect, right? They're Rumbler and Payload and Heavy Metal and all, all the, the guys. I could complete like that if I wanted to drop 300 bucks on a microphone. So, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, but they're, they're all in the basement. My Joes are, are well packed away, which is a sadness. Uh, Doug Dello asks, we need a long-term bet on how many beachheads Michael gets. What are people thinking? 100, 200. What's your guess? Go ahead. Leave your guess in the comment section down below. There you go. Well, I think it all depends on how old he lives, you know, because mm. yeah. the number is always going. Let's just pick an arbitrary point in time. Let's say, February 2020, right? Start of the pandemic to now. What's the approximate bump in the beachhead population in your house? I can give you that exact number. Oh, spreadsheet, huh? I do. I have a. I have the spreadsheet. That's not nerdy. No, no. no it, it, look, I don't do that for every figure I have, but this is a. It's a special collection. It is my. It is my thing, if you will. When I didn't have a lot of things going on, I obsessed about my one thing okay so let me have that one would you so anyways uh, let me uh let me get that pulled up in the meantime uh Rob, Wait, have you have you plotted this on a graph so we can see no that? i don't have a graph for it no not quite <laughs> not quite that you, you can do that in excel you know it's true. true you can do a heat map do a heat map on your beachhead collection no that's nonsense right there all right that's that's crazy talk. In fact, we had a we had a run here through most of uh, uh, late 2021 to early 2022 where things got a little out of control. But as of as of uh, um, April 2020 uh, was when I got Beachhead number ten, oh. who is wow. something of a celebrity because that's the one with the broken crotch who was seen on the video short that is on our channel. Um, go, go watch it. It's, it's fun. Cause it's, it's just Mark being silly and me laughing in the background, but, um, but that's, that's the celebrity beachhead. And that was a fan gift from Jonathan Robinson. And that was April, 2020. So since then I have gotten to 50. Is he the only broken crotch in the 50? He is the only one. Because he was a gift, and he so he'll always belong. Yes, give if somebody wants to give me one of these things, it's in the club. Right. In, but you in, would you would not purchase? Would I? Would I a spend the money? Beachhead, would you? Like, like it's one of those things where it, it kind of depends. Like, if it's mm -hmm. something where it's it's inexpensive, sure. But I'm not gonna like for the most part, people like they they will 
try and sell these things to you on eBay, like a, like a good beachhead, say, is $40. They'll try and sell you one with a busted crotch for $38. Right. I'm not playing that game. Get out of here. But <laughs> I think, if I'm at a garage sale or something, there's one in a pile for $5. Yes, because that's fun. Okay. What, what I like best about your beachhead collection is that you have an unsaid, unspoken price limit, right? Yes. And so the market kind of defines whether or not the collection is going to grow or not. Yeah, so. I mean, true. The, the last couple of months, it slowed down simply because I was spending my money in so many other places. Right. So I just there just was no money for beachheads, right? Like it's just one of well, I'm I'm buying a giant hiss tank this month. I better chill out with everything else. Right. So yeah, you know that it, it's it's real world stuff. I'm I do not make a ton of money. This is not just some some huge you know random number that I get to throw at this collection every week. No, it's it's something we're we're doing it on a budget. That that number that I will not cross is in my head. I don't talk about it because I don't want anybody to. You know, I, I don't want it, you know, I, I don't want it to affect how I s search for things. Right. Right. So, yeah, it's 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 there. It exists. There have been many, many pieces that I have gone after that they crossed that line and I just had to let them go. It's not a rare figure. They'll come back around. It doesn't surprise me because one of my big hobbies is going on eBay and bidding up good looking beachhead figures. I know. I know. Interesting. That's, that's <laughs> why I, I sneak in and make those those back you know, orders, offers, back, backdoor offers. I have, I have 12, I have 12 now. I don't even like them that much. Like, right. Yeah. Right. But, uh, anyway, 12 beachhead, six crotches. That's it. But, um, Matt Rubin says, uh, I, I doubt Mike is going to reach Boba set numbers. I can see over a hundred. Well, you know, if people started sending me crap, I'd probably get Boba set numbers, but people, nobody sends me anything. So I don't want to say that. people, people send me, people send us as the show, very nice things, uh, but they are not, they tend not to be uh, vintage beachhead figures. Yeah. So Chad, it's time for shout outs, man. Who are we shouting out to? Who do you uh, want to this? So articulated Chad was, was in here a little earlier. I don't know if he got to stay around, but articulated Chad is a boss because he shares all my like Instagram stories about the campaign and says good stuff about it on, you know, the Facebooks and all this stuff. And to be sure, I don't think he's like a vintage G1 Joe guy. I think by his own admission, he's more into vehicles and stuff, but he's gotten behind this campaign and be like, I'm a big fan. I love it. So I'm shouting out the articulated Chad also same name, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got uh, you got the character Xerxes, which is his call sign. Completely random, but yeah, that was hype. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> Shout out to anybody else. Uh, Carson, my buddy Carson from Operation Recall, just can't express you know enough uh, how great it was to to work with him on the campaign and and you know, just to be able to pick his mind from time to time, even going into this Kickstarter and to have him just kind of shepherd it just a little bit when he really doesn't have to, I mean, you want to talk about a busy guy, that's a busy guy. So uh, he always makes a little bit of time. Um, and I'm just a big fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the first one that I mentioned, if you watch this in reverse is uh, my wife, who's like a huge, you know, 
<laughs> it's very, very cool in, in all honesty to, to have your wife look at what you're doing and say, like, I'm super proud of you for what you're doing here. That's you know, cool. not knowing if it's going to be a success or whatever to have her just kind of gush over is, is a very cool thing. Yeah, we, we've uh, had a not exactly progressive talk about significant others in this, this chat today. But, <laughs> right. but uh, for, for, for those who get us, you're the best, without question. But uh, And shout out, of course, to Doug Dello for saving your marriage. Yes, so thank you. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's only 640 saves behind Rivera. <laughs> Getting there. Yeah. Get Where were you when I needed you, Doug Dello? Uh, <laughs> Doug, you're late. You're late, right. Doug. Again, she was terrible. It's a matter of public public record in Jackson County, Missouri. Mm -hmm. Racktime Rob, shout it out. Uh, shouting out to uh, the Bristol Myers Company, the makers of Advil, which has been keeping me upright for the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah. uh, as I, as I, you know, now realize that my classroom more and more is becoming a bathroom. So. <laughs> I love that you called out a pharmaceutical company. Yeah. Who normally, they, nobody ever cheers for. No, 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 no. They make fine, over-the-counter, affordable drugs. So. Yeah. Bristol Myers Squib is that what they're called? Still, I don't know. I I, I might even be wrong on that, but whoever makes Advil, thank you. <laughs> Mark Weber, shout it out. Uh let's do shout out to uh, my mom and my brother. I got to visit last week in Oregon. That was solid. Shout out to my wife uh, who let me go for a week. So she took care of the kids and everything on back to school week. So uh, that was a uh, yeoman's work by her. Appreciate that. And then we'll get rid of the last names to, to protect them all. But I saw so many friends uh, back home at the reunion. So in no specific order, to Lori, Brent, Carrie, Brian, Cammy, Mark, Jason, Emily, and Angie. Uh, just outstanding to see you guys and, and everybody else too. Had a and wonderful Tuff. time back in bed. Yeah. Tough Brian. That's pre show. That's pre show. Oh, oh sorry. That was under my yeah. That's and, party and, foul. And Frank and Boz and, and Billy and, and Hatch and, right? and all those other guys. Yeah. 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 And Dutch and hoops Dutch. and <laughs> Dutch and Moose and one-legged Frank. Hey, funny story about Frank. <laughs> How many legs has he got now? <laughs> right. And my favorite one gal after the whole thing went down went uh, went nuts on Facebook. It was like it would have been nice to be invited. Nobody told me, and kind of harassed the gal who set it all up. And I'm like, did you have any friends in high school? Yeah. Cause, cause if you did, they didn't tell you either. So, <laughs> just saying. Right. Invariably, somebody always falls through the cracks in those things. It's hard to get in touch with everybody. So. You'll notice that I'm on Facebook under like a pen name. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. I'm starting to think that would have been the that would have been the smart way to go all thirteen years ago. But whatever. That'd be, if I was just up there as Honcho, that'd be kind of cool. It's not, yeah, it's not too late, Mark. It's not too late. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, it's social media is one of those things. You, you get out of it what you put into it. And my effort several years ago was put into pruning 
uh, and very tightly controlling what gets through many, many filters. So, so you have uh, a you have a bonsai tree of friends. I I have a bonsai tree of content. Yes, I do. Diana Davis could help you with that. That's it, that's true. In fact, <laughs> well, she posts a lot of dog pictures. So so we we see what what's up with Diana all the time. I can't tell if that was my dog or not because my dog's not that big. I think it's your dog because I don't because we don't have a dog. And Chad I, Chad, I'm going to guess has no dog. I have three, but they're. I heard. I I heard one who wasn't so sequestered earlier okay. in the show. Just saying. Happy International Dog Day, everyone! Yeah. Absolutely. To uh, Rob and I's nephews, uh, Stanley and Heidi. To Mutt. International Dog Day. And Order and Timber and Hansel. Take it right. Hansel, that's Hansel. Right. Hansel. 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 He's so hot these days. <laughs> Hansel. <laughs> it's a pretty great name for a canine unit. I'm sorry. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's all I'm shouting out. All right, then. All right. You be that way. Oh, wait, wait, wait. To all the teachers out there going, uh, going, they're going back to school too. So, yeah. uh, to the underpaid and the underappreciated and the invaluable teachers around the world, including our own rec time, Rob. <laughs> Salute. He's been back to school for a couple weeks now, but that's fine. Yeah, two and a half weeks. Still with us. Feels like a year already, don't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a year in the bathroom. <laughs> Just to remind everybody and maybe educate the first-time viewers, Rob teaches special ed, so it's there, you know, it's it's kind of a different set of circumstances. Yeah. Everybody's just getting a bucket next week. That's it. We're done. <laughs> 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 Gotta go to the bathroom here. <laughs> We're doing something new in Mr. Rob's class today. We're gonna give a shout Our vocabulary out. word this week is bucket. <laughs> gonna give a shout out to our, our lovely co-hostess with the co-hostess. The queen of G.I. Joe cosplay, Joe Colton, mm-hmm. who uh, was, again, a last-minute scratch this week as she had some emergency she needed to deal with on her end. Uh, thanks to Rack Time Rob for filling in. Give a shout-out to our wonderful guest, Chad LaForce. Woo-hoo! That's right. Remember to head over to Kickstarter, punch in Easy Kill 9 into the search bar, and check out that campaign, and pledge, pledge, pledge. Uh, and if you even if you can't pledge, 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 Spread the word. Copy that link. Paste it into your Twitter. Paste it into your Facebook. And, and let's get the word out there. I really think that's what we're missing on this thing is, is just some good solid word of mouth uh, to get this in front of the people that, that need to see it. Um, give a shout out to, of course, Racktime Rob and to the Honcho Mark Weber uh, for being here every week. Shout out to our folks at home, uh, whether you're watching us on live chat, whether you're catching us. Uh, on the recording, whether you're listening to us on audio from, from Podbean, uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, remember, if you're watching us on Facebook tonight, go ahead give us some kind of a reaction. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a heart. Give us a little huggy guy. Uh, we do love little huggy guy. We've got six of them tonight. Six little huggy guys tonight. If you're catching us on YouTube, uh, please like our video, subscribe to our channel. That's the thing you can do to help us out the absolute most. Even if that's not how you normally consume uh, what's on Joe Mind, uh, get over there at some point, just randomly subscribe to the channel. Let us know that you're there. Stand up and be counted. Um, if you got a couple of bucks laying around, we do have a coffee account. The link is down below. 
We also have a merchandise store where you can get a, a T-shirt with our new What's on Joe Mind logo, uh, as you can see in the background behind us eventually. Uh, <laughs> or not at all, but, you know. Right. But it's there at the beginning, and it's there on the Facebook page, so you know what you're getting. Uh, designed by Brian Hickey. Uh, we did a, a did a great job for us just kind of simplifying things and still making it a little bit more G.I. Joe. So uh, uh, thanks to him for that. We do have a big bucket of stuff from our sponsors at Kokomo Toys that we're going to figure out some way to give out to you. Um, we'll give a shout out to our folks at Kokomo Toys by singing their theme song. Kokomo, 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 Kokomo Toys. Kokomo, 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 Kokomo Toys. Kokomo Toys. I helped. There you did. Absolutely. We had kind of a round thing going. Yeah, we had like the reverb thing going. Yeah. We, we'd have done it again had you bailed out on us. Yeah, so no, I didn't want that to happen. <laughs> and that's about it for this week. Thanks so much for joining us here on What's on Joe Mind. We will be back next Friday at 9 with another edition of the Team Stream. Uh, as our friend Vagon says, and it's right there on the screen for us, stay safe if you can't keep careful. And we can't always be safe and see on that timeline. And I'm not sure what the rest of that is, but it's a really handy catchphrase, and we thank you for it. Uh, have a great rest of the weekend, everybody. Uh, have a great night. Yo, Joe. Yo, Love the bears! Love the bears! bears!